What's up, peeps? This is your host, Nate Felkel, with the Not Church Podcast. So glad you are joining us today. I have a very special friend in studio, live with me. Just kidding, this is not live at all. We recorded this a long time ago. But I am glad you are joining us today. My friend that's in today is, his name's Zach, and he's just an awesome guy that I met at Rhode Island College. I'm really jealous of one of the jobs he has. He gets to work at Patriots games, so... Totally wish he could uh, hook me up with tickets sometimes, but beyond that, he's just a cool guy, super caring, loves people, and that's really cool. One of the things that is really interesting about Zach is that he's had a very interesting faith journey, faith story, and so that's kind of the first question that I want to start off, Zach, is just you kind of just talking about your faith journey, your life, your everything that uh, you've kind of gone through. I know it's a lot of years and super vague, but... uh, I know you've went through a lot, but yeah, I'd just love for you to kind of share the journey that you've been going on and, and where you're going now. So I kind of think there's two parts to this. Uh, there's my faith side, and then there's just my life has just been a roller coaster, like in general. As far as my faith, being brought up, I was brought up Catholic until age, I'd say probably like, well, about First Communion, we would go to church every Sunday. And then I really got into sports, and and my sister was active in sports. And then, for whatever reason, my family kind of, we kind of stopped going to church and um, didn't really continue with it. And then during those years, so that was through middle school, and then up until um, when I was in high school, that's when... um, Things kind of got bad in our family. Things got rocky. We didn't. I didn't go to church in particular because I was. I was just pissed off at the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during that time, my parents got divorced. My dad took all my money, um, all my college assets, my sister's college assets, mm. my mom's retirement, my mom, just about all my mother's assets. So we. If so you were super pissed. Like that. Those are all the reasons you were just like. Yeah, like, how can there be a god if all this crap is going on? All this shit just dropped off. Yeah. Yeah. So, throughout high school, I was just kind of pissed off, and I'm like, this isn't fair. This is a bunch of crap. I worked through it and coped with it. And then um, I, I was actually inpatient. That was my first, like, made or second major hospitalization um, for anxiety, depression. And, and suicidal ideation. Um, I was really at a low point in my life. My dad left to for, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, he took off. He went to gamble. He lived out there for some time. And then um, he became homeless. And it was, it was really hard for me knowing that, um, wanting to help them, but at the same time having these feelings and not quite knowing what to do and navigating them. Then he came back into my life. He flew back, and he was living in Norwood with a friend. And then he actually went back into my bank account and my sister's bank account and took additional money to to fund another trip out to Vegas, and he quickly left. Him going in and out of my life, that was, that was really tough for me. 
that led to a second hospitalization for the same reasons I mentioned before. Anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. Yeah, that's just, that's a lot for anybody, especially at a young age. I mean, like, because you were in high school, college High school, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And this was the time, you know, I had school going on, high school's tough as it is. And then I was preparing, so this was sophomore, junior year, and then I was preparing, you know, applying to colleges, and that's... That's a whole journey in itself. Yeah, so, you know... And my mom did a great job helping me out, and she, she's been supportive through everything I've gone through in my life. I'm curious at this point, like, did you think about God at all? And if you did, were you just like, F him, he has, like, what a tool, like, letting this stuff happen? That's definitely That's... how it was. I, I wasn't, I was just, just like, how can there be a God? It, I had no, no belief in faith. I was yeah. like, if there's a God, then why, why is this? awful stuff happening to me i'm like i don't want anything to do with this um i was very i didn't see myself being religious but but i get there yeah 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 so then i kind of go i go to westfield state my first my freshman year i had an awful roommate he was a complete jerk this kid was awful great start to college um all this and then bam college yeah bam college and uh the kid's a real jerk, and then, um, and then the I was in a triple, and then um, the other kid was a slob. Some of you may relate to this. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You're getting the traditional college experience right there. <laughs> so yeah, so they kind of, and this kid, the mean kid, would get up in my face and just kind of like be authoritative for no reason, just pick a battle, and then I just. And then it just made me want to leave uh, my anxiety and depression. So I withdrew and I did a year of community college uh, at a school called Massasoit. And then I decided I wanted to come to Rick. So I did that year and then I came to Rick. I tried living on campus again because I wanted it to work out. Just really wasn't a possibility. Um, my anxiety and depression were too bad. So I medically withdrew my fall semester. I, I wanted to be a par sojourn, though, and I knew coming back that I had to be involved in something. I needed this community that sojourn offers. I want to, I wanna like, pause and interject. So that fall semester, uh, the first time that you came to Rick, uh, had you heard of sojourn? Like, did you did you come to anything? Yeah, or? I got to give a shout-out to someone. So R.L. was the mm. one who told me about sojourn. Um, for those of you who don't know R.L., she's our president, and uh, she's probably got I I may be wrong with this number but like six people maybe more involved in in sojourn um me included so she told you about sojourn yeah there's also her freshman year and or her first year at rig so she told you about it but you weren't in school very long that semester I was a week or two it was yeah so so then you're uh out of school through that semester you come back in the spring uh, and what happened there so I go, I go straight. Um, I make it to the club fair this time. I made it long enough, but I knew I was kind of going down that path again. Where if I didn't find something quickly, I was gonna probably medically withdraw again. So I found Sojourn at the club fair. I remember meeting Nate. That's awesome because I don't remember meeting you. So <laughs> just we're, this is honest community here. So don't don't hate me for that. But I'm glad you remembered me because. I remember you maybe later that night or the next week coming. But. 
So yeah, I met Nate at the club there, and um, and then I started going to the Seven O Freeze, and and I wanted that community, and I got it in that, but I still wanted something a little bit more. So then I asked, I went to Ariel, and I asked how I could get more involved, and I started going to Kogro, and I, like, from the past, had really no interest in religion, but I was going to go in with an open mind. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know, and it just happened. I truly think the topic that night had a reason was mental health, and we talked about, we went around talking about mental health and religion, and I went home, and I'm like, I'm so mom, I'm religious now. Like, I want to be religious. Like, this is awesome. Um, you know, with God on your side, you can get through anything. Yeah. Yeah. So at this time you're, you're in school, you're, you're involved in our community, still struggling some, but I, there was a time those first couple of weeks that I asked you to do something to, I barely knew you, and I asked you to, to do something with us. You want to talk about that a oh, little yeah. bit? Oh, yeah. This is a funny story, kind of. Um, it's funny looking back. I don't know if in the moment. In the moment, yeah. But looking back. So probably knowing Nate for, I don't know, few few weeks at most. Three at most. Maybe two. Um he asked, uh, a spot opened up on spring break, and by the way, everyone should do spring break. A little shout out there. Yeah. So he asked if I want to go to spring break to Oregon. I, I'm i like, I think about it for a little bit, but he's like, I need to know like today. Yes, and, no pressure. Um, so I drove to the bank like immediately after, got the deposit, everything, and I just... I just made the impulse decision. I'm going to or- Oregon like six hours across the country. With and, people I barely know. And, oh, by the way, we're going in a couple of weeks. And I have anxiety on yeah. top of that. So that was a lot. That's not anxious me. at all for yeah. anybody. Yeah. You got sarcasm there if you can't pick that up on the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, we go. And this, for some people, like, it's um it's a service trip. But for me, this was the pivotal point that, like, really i knew this is what like um that faith was for me we talked about spirituality throughout spring break we talked about um we just talked about god and and the community that we got it was nothing i like experienced before my favorite memory is um i don't want to give it away but there's something called the hot seat i remember crying and just crying for a half hour because I beat myself up and I'm, I'm, I'm never give myself self-praise like the way we do in that particular event. It's something special to experience. And just from that, the next big thing that happened would probably be my baptism. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that come about? That came about because um, it was mentioned to me. Well, actually, I think I actually came to you and mentioned it. Yeah. I wanted to be baptized, and and then we kind of set that up at Christ Community Church. Yeah, I wanna I wanna interject there too. I do you remember you brought it up, but you're also nervous about something. Do you remember kind of what you were nervous about? I might remember you not. That's fine. But you were kind of nervous about thinking that maybe you weren't good enough. You remember that? Yeah. You want to kind of talk about, like, I think that's even a journey for some people, that they think they're not good enough. So how did you, like, I know we talked about it, but, like, how did you walk through, like, uh, I don't know if I'm good enough to, oh, I realize it's not about being good enough. 
all, all my life I compare myself to other people. It's something I struggle with. Um, I'm wanting to be like other people and seeing seeing my flaws. Um, and this goes religiously, too. I saw people who had so much more knowledge than I did. There, There's some people in Sojourn who've been practicing their whole life, and and I at that point, I think I read the chapter of John, or like, it just made it difficult because I wanted to be as far along as quickly as they were and um, get that faith foundation down so quickly. And when I didn't have it, I felt discouraged. I felt like you had to have a certain, like, checklist almost. Like, you yeah. have to, like, have read through the whole Bible. I think you definitely should know what you're going into when you get baptized. Um, you should read about baptism. Yeah, and just, just about following Jesus. I think for, I remember one of the big things that kind of sparked for you was just realizing that God loved you no matter what, that is not a checklist, that is not a comparison game. You know, that I think that's something that many people struggle with is so much of our culture is about comparing to others, right? We can also just compare to ourselves. Like we, we have a, like, here's where I want to be. If I'm not there yet, you know, I'm a failure. And I think, unfortunately, that gets applied in faith and religion circles, but that's not at all how God views us. That's not how Jesus views us. That's not how he talked about it at all, right? So I just remember that being a big, big spark for you. Yeah, I just think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, so one of the things that I was going to, to ask, and you've talked about like these, these different times, but something we talked about and, and we're talking about is how Jesus, when he came, he wanted to create something brand new. He wanted to create a new culture, and we're talking about some of that, that like you're accepted no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going through, struggle with, not comparison game. Another thing in that is that he wanted people who were following him. These are people who are in who said, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. Not necessarily people like, oh, I'm still figuring it out. But for the people who wanted to follow Jesus, one of the things he wanted them to be defined by, uh, he wanted them to be defined by them loving and caring for people. He used different metaphors for this all the time. But one of the ones we recently talked about was being uh, salt and light um, or being a city on a hill that's shining to the world around you. And I think that one of the things that I love to think about is that no matter who you're at, no matter where you're at, what you're going through, if you're following Jesus, I think that you are strategically placed in certain people's lives that you could care for them, you can love for them, and you have no idea what kind of difference that would make. You talked about in spring break just hearing what people thought about you like that was uh, really impactful for you right imagine if people did that all the time that they told you like hey here's some real positive things about you that was the type of culture that jesus wanted to create this brand new culture that i think he still wants to create and so my question for you in that is you you've mentioned some of it but is there anyone anyone else that you feel like was strategically to you, it felt like that they were strategically placed in your life, that they made a huge difference in your life. And and part of that is what did you kind of learn from them? What do you, what have you tried to then replicate that? Does that make sense? So I was in a um, therapeutic program in high school. That program, um, the teacher's name was uh, Miss Karolikas. She was like a mentor to me. Um, when I was going through all the stuff with my dad, she was the one who would be there for me 
and kind of just someone to talk to. Yeah. Nowadays, everyone holds stuff in, and we just we're expected to go about our day. Like when someone asks, "How are you doing?" What's the first thing they say? Good. Fine. Fine. Yeah. And just having someone to talk to was so so important for me during this time, and just someone who cares. And so if I could be like her and just care for someone else, we talk about caring for each other, just being there and being um, open and asking and taking a step further. Like, I say it takes three times to ask someone to tell them how they're truly feeling. Yeah. Another person in my life who's important to me, just sojourn in general, you, um, if if you didn't come into my life, I probably, I don't know where I would be my, with my college path. I really don't know if I would still be going for my degree. That's super awesome. I think the last thing that I'd like to ask you to share is how you want to kind of replicate that. I think you've shared with me that you've really wanted to take your story, even though it's still happening, even though you're still struggling. That's part of why you wanted to do this podcast. That's why you still want to be around Sojourn, because you still want to share what you're going through, what you've been through with others. Could you kind of talk about that a little? So for a long time, I tried to hold hold all my mental health stuff in, and it, it just leads to depression, and um, uh, which gets me nowhere in life. And then I just recently I shared my story um, out there for everyone to read. And now people know. Um, I had five people approach me uh, so far, maybe more, and um, express that they struggle from this, wanted to know my story further. And just being able to share my story has allowed me to, like, stop the stigma of mental health and, and just be open and honest about it. And it allowed me for to accept that it's a part of me. Yeah. No, that's super awesome. Uh, I think one of the things that I'm really passionate about and we've talked about in Sojourn is just sharing your story, you know, sharing your story and listening to other people's story. And I think while you feel like people were strategically placed in your life, I think, and even though it's only been a little while, you being honest, you sharing your story, you continuing to do that, continuing to go through your struggles and as it's appropriate, share them with people. I think that there are people who already probably feel that way and will continue to feel that way that you were placed in their life to help them. And you're just doing what you think is right and what's good and because and you care for people. And I think that's super awesome because that's the culture that Jesus came to start in this brand new culture of loving everybody always, even when it's not easy, right? And you're not perfect at that. You're not going to be perfect at it. But I think that's super, super awesome. So really proud of you because I know it's, it's not easy to do um, by any means. But I think that's your goal and stuff. So any, uh, any final thoughts from you? Any last words of wisdom you want to drop on us? Uh, definitely keep with your faith. It's worth it. It's a, it's a challenge. Um, but having God on my side has gotten me through a lot of hard times. And I'm... And I'm, I'd rather walk through them with with God than walk without Him. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really important message. I'm glad that you're sharing that. I'm glad that that's what you're walking through and growing in. I really appreciate that. 
If you found this interview interesting, uh, you think Zach is awesome, you should, which you should, and you should share it with your friends. Uh, tell everyone how awesome he is, how how silly and stupid I sound. That's fine. I feel like I sound like I'm dying, so you can you know, listen to this guy that's dying, talk to this really awesome guy, Zach. That's even fine. But share this podcast with people. Let them know about it. If you're interested in Nut Church or Sojourn, it's a community at Rhode Island College, so you can look us up at the link attached, and we would love to see you around. Continue this conversation find other people to listen to, share your story with, and let's keep this community rolling. Peace!